In the last three episodes of Death and a Dysfunctional Family, I've been detailing each and every macabre and confounding detail of one of the most bewildering cases in contemporary Indian society. We have detailed how the police lifted the veil of this mysterious family. The media circus that ensued, we learned how the problems with the family go back to the 80s and we learned how the woman beyond the skeleton Devjani Dev was. Now it's time for the last episode in this mini-series. And today we are going to explore the only accessible piece of this puzzle. At least who was accessible till his death by suicide in February 2017. Partho Dev would later be known as the skeleton man of Calcutta and would be portrayed as this rich heir who may or may not have had an incestuous relationship with his sister and be charged with necrophilia in the court of public opinion was a human being like me or you with his likes, dislikes, insecurities, fears and debts. It is very easy for the media or the society at large to paint a one-dimensional picture of a person and stick to it. In popular imagination, Partho had become this twisted crazy monster who might have killed his entire family and then feasted on their carcasses. But sadly, Partho was nothing like that. Once a fairly bright student, Partho did show signs of uneasiness since his teenage years. But that didn't affect his education or employability. Though he couldn't stick with one company for long because of adjustment issues, he would go about his life like any Tom, Dick and Harry. At least on the surface. Later during his rehabilitation, speaking to a psychologist, Partho recounted how his life was growing up in Delhi, Bangalore, and then Salt Lake in Calcutta, and finally moving to Robinson Street when he was in college. According to Ishida Sanyal, psychologist and founder director of Turning Point, the mental rehabilitation organization where Partho was admitted from 2016 to time of his death in 2017, Partho never liked the Robinson Street house. He wanted to live in a huge house, his dream house. In his mind, the house on Robinson Street was inextricably linked with the beginning of all problems in his life. Partho spoke of Robinson Street as if it was this dark underworld. Maybe that's why after he came out of the Pavlov Institute, where he was put by the police for rehabilitation for his schizophrenia, he sold that property at 3 Robinson Street to some promoter. Today, the colonial era structure stands there as it did in 2015. Except the occasional journalist or a researcher gawking at it and taking notes. The entrance gate is imposing, but not welcoming. Just something of a jail-like appearance. And the chain and the lock around it to keep away trespassers only enforce that impression. As far as the eye can see, there's a longish avenue leading to the building entrance. And standing at attention are a couple of youthful deodars and one sinewy banyan tree. When the story broke in 2015, tourists started trooping to the house to click selfies with the house in the background. Some were even posted with hashtag horror house selfie 
or they were checked in at Konkalbari. The house on Robinson Street became a tourist attraction. A bit of a tragedy tourism, if you will. A tea seller whose small shop outside 3 Robinson Street would serve a few cups of tea to drivers and guards through the day sold an average of 500 cups on days following the revelation. Even a Durga Puja organizer visited the house to take notes in case they wanted a horror house themed Durga Puja that year. Not to mention the inane and insensitive minute-by-minute update by the vultures of 24-hours news cycle. From weird accounts of Parthode's body odour to heckling their newspaper vendor, the media was at its obnoxious best. At least in the pre-Ria Chakraborty era. Every morning, the Bengali newspapers would serve salacious details of Pavlov, of how Parthu would be anxious and agitated in his initial days. Which is expected of a normal person in such a situation. And there was a person suffering from schizophrenia. The Parthu this story was covered as if it were a scandal. Like he was some animal in the cage at the mental health facility. And the entire society had lined up to watch the animal writhe and pain and laugh at him. Partho would constantly request authorities or anyone who came to see him to let him go to missionaries of charity at the mother house in Calcutta. But whoever would come would instead interrogate him as if he was some specimen from some other planet. From police to every psychologist and psychiatrist available, kept throwing questions at him, trying to unearth dirt about his family. Which was completely wiped out, if you remember, from the face of Earth only recently. Partha would be made to recount each and every painful detail in their life, day in and day out. No one, no one had the time or sense to treat him like a human being. A patient, someone who might need some privacy after a grave tragedy. A tragedy like losing his entire family. He would scream, Jesus, Jesus, and occasionally holler at the doctors and attendants, screaming, touch me. He would only calm down when the doctors would tell him that Jesus and Mary will come and touch him. Clearly, he needed help. According to doctors there, he had needed professional help for a long time, even before he came. Psychiatrist Dr. Jairanjan Ram said that the entire family probably suffered from a shared delusion that convinced them that they should preserve their loved one's bodies. And they probably hallucinated during that period as well. Psychologist Mohormala Chatterjee said that the family needed help, but no one got to know that because they had shut themselves off from the world. These days, if someone becomes a little reclusive, it's our impulse to give them privacy. As no one interferes in today's urban society. And this was the case of society failing at its societal duties when the family was alive and even after it was not. But despite the irresponsible and insensitive journalism, Partho Day came out of the Pavlov Psychiatric Hospital on 1st October 2015 strong. 
He improved to an extent that the doctors declared that Partho was fit to go about his life if he kept taking a pill a day and visited a doctor once in 3 months. When he was set free, he had said that now he understood how important this treatment was and that he would want to do something meaningful with the rest of his life. And he did. He joined the Turning Point NGO under Ashita Sanyal and soon became an important cog in the wheel. He would help organize events, recite poetry, participate in group activities, play with the pets there and even help other patients with schizophrenia to grasp the reality better. That's why it confounded his colleagues, doctors and social workers when he chose to commit suicide in the same manner his father did. Just one and a half years after he was released from the mental health facility. In 2017 February, he helped Turning Point organize an event called Open the Doors, where not only did he participate, but he also recited a poem as part of the cultural program. He was in the process of writing his autobiography From Darkness to Light and was planning a possible litigation against a production house which wanted to cash in on the trend and show the story on a film. Even his social media activity wouldn't have told anyone that he was still dealing with the issues that would eventually propel him to take his own life. Just 3 days before his death by suicide, he had posted a picture of himself on Facebook, smiling. A couple of days before that, he posted the quote, "It's better to light a candle than curse the darkness." Ironic. Ironic when you think that he would bring such a complete blackout in his life in just a few days. Father Rodney of Missionaries of Charity had become very close to Partho after his release from Pavlov. He got Partho to turning point and even helped him find an apartment in the Wadganj area of Khidirpur when Partho wanted to put Robinson Street behind him. It was Father Rodney who called the police on 22nd February 2017 after seeing the charred body of Partho in the bathroom. He set himself on fire. He must have thought it through, right? But what could be the reason? Loneliness, not having real friends, failure to get back into the mainstream, or schizophrenic depression? We probably won't know. But what we do know is that the society failed to do its duty in case of Partho. According to social worker Ratnabuli Ray, it's nothing but oversimplification if we ascribe his suicide to just loneliness or depression. The state and the society had done enough for him to never feel normal again, to never feel part of the crowd. For the society, he was a creep, a weirdo. who lived with the skeletons of his sister for the state he was a person charged with negligence and necrophilia <laughs> and for us the center of our story in his book saint society german social psychologist eric from questions that in our quest to create the perfect world the positive saint society are we in turn excluding who's just different from a particular kind and all of us supposed to be different be unique 
then why are we called quote unquote normal only when we tick some boxes accepted by the society because of our obsession with homogeneity we are failing so many mental health patients like partho who try to become a part of the mainstream and inevitably fall through the cracks maybe partho didn't kill himself maybe it's the mindless pulpy coverage of the case and the hungry vultures like you and me who killed partho and hammered the final nail in the coffin of the dysfunctional day family thank you so much for joining us over these episodes i'm the build from ishwar as always and i'd like to thank each one of you for your warm reception to this chilling story but remember for us to have a good story somebody had to die heck an entire family had to get wiped out from the face of the earth the blood is in our hands too maybe the moral of the story is let us be sensible and sensitive consumers because our masala is somebody else's life on this note we'll leave you with a song sung by partho there in fact in one of those events oh my darling clementine Yeah.